Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. From roommates to co-hosts, this is The Back Check with Brendan Azoff and Stefan Rosner, your go-to destination for New York hockey and NHL news. And now it's time to drop the puck. Here are your hosts, Brendan Azoff and Stefan Rosner. Welcome, everybody, to episode 42 of The Back Check, a top five hockey podcast last week in the United States of America. So that is awesome. Brendan and Stefan here. Thank you to everybody that listened to last week's awesome episode with NHL Rumors Daily. And we are following that up today with an awesome guest as well and Kyle Hall. He hosts the Broadway Hat Podcast on Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. His interview happened yesterday on Monday. And in it, he talks about Barkley Goodrow's contract, which is kind of eerie because his quote was six years, $3.5 million. And as we know now, the rumor is that Goudreau will be signing with the Rangers at six years, $3.6 million. So kind of awesome there. And Stefan, I know that we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on, what's happening, but I'll toss it to you. You had a little bit of an interesting hockey game yesterday, so we'll kick things off with that. Yeah, um, so I'm a goalie, and you know what happens when you're a goalie. Pretty much all the pressure's on you. And it's magnified when you play house league hockey and your team in front of you just decides, you know what? Tonight in a playoff game, tonight's tonight, we're just not going to try. It's one of those games where, you know what, we'll take it easy on the back burner and guess, you know, sometimes teams want to get eliminated. They want to go spend some time in the summer and, you know, relax on the bees. They want to be, you know, 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night playing hockey. Well, the night started off kind of rough. Skate Save America, we'll give them a shout out. Best place to play roller hockey. Unfortunately, four or five games that day, so this was on Monday, four or five games went to a shootout. So every game was behind by like 30 or 40 minutes. They didn't want to tell anyone that. So we, everyone got there early, of course. So I got I usually get there a half hour early. Again, I'm a goalie. Like, I have a certain rhythm on the way I do things. So I'm there a lot earlier than everyone else. But, no, we play the game. We get absolutely murked. I stand on my head, as, as usual, Brendan, as you know. Yep. Stand on my head. And uh, this was the dialogue that I had with a teammate where I legit almost punched him in the face. Now, I'm 5'9", 131 wet. This guy could eat me for breakfast. But... Again, I'm not. I know these guys. I'm not scared to say what I'm. What's on my mind? So in between periods, I think we're down four or five one heading to the third. Again, I'm playing my. I'm playing great. I'm just not getting any help. And I said to the bench, and I'll keep it. I'll keep it PG for the for the kiddies that listen to this episode. I said, the forms of if you're not gonna skate hard in a playoff game, get off the rink. And one of the guys, and again, I'm not gonna say names, or whatever. If they listen, cool. If not, who cares? Um, goes. Let us know. And I was like, let us know what? He goes, let us know in the rink who's not doing that. Like, let us know to try harder was the extent of the conversation. Kind of blacked out a little bit. And I said, um, again, keeping it PG, in a playoff game, I shouldn't have to tell you 
to give it your all. And then I just skated to my to my crease. We played the third period. We got killed. We lost. Got off the rink. Got undressed. I was, by the way, burning up. It was so hot in skate safe. And again, goalie wearing all the gear. I was dying. But get undressed, whatever. I talked to some of the teammates. But, no, there's a lot of pressure playing goalie, Brendan. And in, in a playoff game, I mean, I don't know. It kind of really bothers me because I don't care if you're good. It's house league. I don't care if you're talented. Give 100%. You play once a week. And in a playoff game, try a little. You don't need... I'm not there to babysit you and goal. Like, if you're going to try, put forth genuine effort. Because if you don't try, guess what? Guess who it looks bad on? The goalie. And I don't like being looked bad upon, Brendan. Well, you're playing men's league roller hockey, so you could toss out your uh, look bad upon there. Because everyone looks like crap when you play in men's league roller hockey. But you picked the wrong position, man. Because no one's going to try hard in men's league. It's not, but it's just like, I don't know. I guess I'm just. That's why they made beer league so that you don't have to know. I I just, I don't know. I guess I'm a different athlete, if you want to say, where pretty much if I'm playing rec against anyone, whether it's like, whether it was playing travel or high school or college or against my friends basketball in the driveway, I'm legit pretending like it's a, like, I'll dive, I'll do whatever it takes to win and and whatever. And that's a blessing and a curse because clearly I care more, Brendan. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, I want to win. Who doesn't want to win? Clearly the people on your team. Yeah, well, it is <laughs> what it is. And uh, the funny thing was, which, shout out to my dad, because he doesn't give a you-know-what about saying anything. And he came to the game to watch. And we're in the, we're in the locker room, sitting. I'm fuming, literally fuming, because, like, steam is coming off of me because it was so hot. And while the whole team's in there, he comes to the, the locker room, sticks his head and goes, if I were you, I wouldn't play for this team ever again. And walks out. And the room is just dead. I mean, it's not, I get what he was saying. He was tight because he saw that I was just hung out to dry. But I knew going into this team that it was going to be me versus the other opponent most weeks. Again, it's just an effort thing. You, I mean, hockey's not free. If you're going to pay money to play, like, empty the tank. I know you have families to get back to and cry. What round them. was this in the playoffs? Um, First... And they okay. haven't gotten out of the first round, I don't think, in like the last 10 years. All right, because I was going to say, if this was like a second or third or like later round, uh, how do they even get there if they're this bad? Um, well, I think everybody makes the playoffs now. No, no, that's why you said first. But I'm saying like the way you're describing it, because I, I know we have a game tomorrow night. Yeah, I'll be filling it. tonight, I should tonight, say. Not tonight. tomorrow night. Wow, that's bad, because if I went tomorrow night, I would be missing it. Um, if... If we showed up tomorrow, right, and crap the bed, we're in the semis. So that's that's different. And if you're uh, making it seem like this team's bad, but if they were to if they were to have tried, first off, I mean, I didn't I didn't s- explain this. We played a team that had one loss on the whole season, and they were so this is a thirty and up league. But I'm a goalie, and it's my cousin's team, and they talked to the owner, Adam. Shout out to Adam, loves me, love him too. Anyway, they let me play on this team. The team we played had a bunch of old guys, but also they had guys that looked like they had just turned thirty. And they were a lot fair. Like, this was the team that was probably going to beat us. Now, I don't like looking at it like that because, again, anything could happen. If I had not allowed a goal, we would have won. Didn't happen, clearly. But this is a very good team. <laughs> this is a very good team. The odds of us winning was very slim. The problem yeah. was, if we were going to lose, we were going to lose. But if we had lost and everyone tried their hardest and we still got beat, there's nothing to be mad about. You went that up against like a better a team. the patient trophy. No, I'd rather just get screw- my butt kicked and not work a, up a sweat if I'm playing than so, try my butt off. The, and there's the problem. Yeah, I guess, sorry. Because like if you win like, the whole thing, what do you get? Well, last year for a different team, I won the whole thing, and they gave me the trophy because they said I stood on my effing head, and the trophy's hang- in my room, chilling. You got, so you got a little trophy. A little plastic. A little plastic stuff. Exactly. So that's not worth it for me. I'll If we win, great. If we lose, who cares? There's another season in two weeks. Yeah, you know the summer season, Brendan, for Skate Safe is legit six weeks? I probably won't be playing. It, it, they don't have air conditioning, so you can count me out. You know what they should do? But then we'll get off of roller hockey because no one wants to hear about this. But if they just had dehumidifiers, not even air conditioning, dehumidifiers... That rink is squeaky clean. No one's slipping and falling like they're actually on ice. Yeah. Uh, I prefer air conditioning, though, for the yeah, well, in my money, internal yeah, body money, temperature. Money doesn't grow on trees. Speaking of money, what a great segue, Stefan. Thank you. Tap on the back right there. The Islanders just want to shed cap. The latest we're hearing, I'm hearing some rumblings, Brendan, from behind the curtain, is that the Islanders in Seattle are in talks about a potential, again, I'm using these terms loosely on purpose because there's no concrete info, that um, there might be a deal involving Jordan Eberle getting picked in the expansion draft, 
and that Leo Komarov or Thomas Hickey may go with him as well. Now, Eberle's got a $5.5 million hit. Komarov's three, and Hickey's a little over two. Right now, the Islanders have about $20 million in cap space if you count the long-term IR for Boychuk. Quick math, that's around $30 million if those guys gets, get moved a little less, like 27 depending on either Hickey or Komarov. But what Lula Merlo has done this over this past weekend, trading Letty, his cap, you get rid of Andrew Ladd, which I don't even... Can we count that as a trade, Brendan? Because uh, I think a trade I think that was one of the go. most disrespectful trades I've ever seen. No, but how can we... What's a trade? The definition to you of a trade. Don't jump the gun. I want to be the one to say what I'm about to say. Just A, a trade should be something where you give something to get something. Okay, fair. All right, so your term is a little different than what I would term. My term for a trade in hockey is I give you something and I get something in return. Well, the Islanders pretty much told Arizona... We don't want anything. No, like, they just, got something in return. They, they got, got cap, cap space. space. Yes. But for me, though, did you see the trade, the, the report? It was like Islanders get nothing. It was blank. And it said Arizona gets, and it was ABC, the other draft picks, and Ladd. And did you hear the reasoning that Arizona's GMs said for why they got Ladd? Did you hear this? Uh, no, but I already know what the real reasoning is, but go ahead. Well, the real reasoning is they could take it. And they got all these picks. The real reasoning is because they decided to tamper or do whatever they did, and they have no first-round pick, so they need to try to stockpile some picks. So it was Andrew Ladd could be a leader and and help change this culture. Okay. And then he followed it up, finished it off with, Andrew Ladd's going to have to earn his minutes, though. Of course he will because he hasn't played any minutes. But you're not making that trade if you're not going to play him. But what was the clause? If he plays one game, they get a pick? Dude, I don't. Once I saw that Andrew Ladd was gone, I didn't even care about any. Like, everyone's complaining about, oh my god, they gave up so many picks. I don't know if you uh, if you guys know this, but if you're going to go f- to win it all, your picks don't mean crap. Because if you win, let's say the Islanders win a cup next year, right? And they win a cup, and they're a great team for a little bit, and they fall off, and they're back to being bad. You look back, and you'll say, all right, well they won the cup. Their goal that season after they got rid of Ladd was to free cap space to win a cup. They got a cup. Yeah, we're not great now, but we won a cup. At the end game, the, the biggest uh, correlation to that is when I look back at, we'll go to baseball for a second because everybody loves baseball, is the Chapman trade to Chicago for tours and wherever else they got in that deal. And I'll fill in people that don't really know. Yankees trade Chapman to the Cubs. Cubs give up their top second baseman prospect in Glaber Torres or shortstop at that time, whatever. Cubs win the World Series with Chapman. In that offseason, Chapman signs back with the Yankees. Everyone's complaining. Oh, my God, look what they gave up. Look what... They the Cubs the hadn't won a World Series in over 100-plus years. They won a World Series. So it doesn't matter what you gave up. Yeah, they don't have a t- Torres anymore. Great. Their goal was to win a World what, Series. What's happened they, since? They've fallen off. Okay, so my point of view is now say the Islanders don't win the Cup. Right? What happens? Now, don't your future's cup, you, screwed. You look back, it's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. I'm just saying, though, is... The, like you have to go for it right now. Like I'm in a couple of years if they're bad, or in six or seven years if they're bad, I'm not gonna be mad that they tried. Like you had to move Brad's right, contract. So you're clearing cap, right? Yeah. And and based on what you tweeted out today or yesterday, I'm my days are all out of whack. Based yeah. on what you tweeted out about Everly, that move would be to clear more cap. So you're clearing all this cap. You have to sign Pelic. I think Pelic is gonna get a little more than people are think are thinking. You have to sign Beauvillier, right? So you got your own your own peas to keep in, in the pod there. But after that, what are you going after? Landis Gallagher, Tarasenko? You're going for a big fish. Okay. The, the talk going into the postseason was that Lamarillo was going to – this was around the NHL, like the GM's already thing, is that Lamarillo was going to make a splash. Now to me, how big is a splash? Is a splash clearing cap space enough to bring back – the key pieces that got you back and add a couple, like adding a Parise and adding a Suter. Like, to me, if they didn't get Lannister... Those are cheap thing, pieces. But the splash, I think, you know, you look at this team starting the post, uh, the offseason, they didn't have a lot of money. So I think a big splash would be, you could look at it as they're clearing cap space, they're keeping the players that, that brought them back to the semifinals for back-to-back years, and they're adding to make their team better. But and you not. get le- Why not? If you lose Eberly, All right. If you lose Eberly, uh, hypothetically, like let you're Eberly losing leaves, Eberly, right? Letty, and you're bringing back your pieces and then adding Parise and Suter, your yeah, team there's got a caveat. Work. There's a caveat though. So Eberly, let's say Eberly's gone, right? 
Everly's gone. You re-signed Palmieri. Okay. You pretty much just substituted in the same type of player. Correct. Let's say. Okay. You have Anders Lee back. That's okay, a but big he's th- not – he was there, and they didn't win a cup. Yes, and who, who did they not have when he was there? Palmieri. Okay. They had Everly, who you just yes. said is the same player. Yes, but I'm saying is, though, now you have Palmieri. First off, Palmieri down the year last year with the Devils, and we, we could talk about all he want, why he had – He also had a down regular season with the Islanders. When he first got over. But we that, saw that with Pajot. We saw that with Pajot, though. Cor- Pajot was correct. terrible when he came over. Correct. But people have a very big tendency to do recency bias with this. Like right. everyone is saying, Carey Price, why would they let, leave him exposed after the postseason? Because he flat out sucked the last three regular seasons. He was not good. No. Okay. But, so, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Seattle's not taking him anymore. I, I don't think so. Uh, but all I'm saying is if you fail to get Tarasenko, which has yes. to happen via trade, which so I think could happen. I don't. Okay, but I, how many more pieces is... are you willing to lose? But what do you mean lose? Because you you're mean? you already gave up Lad and picks, right? To yes. to get rid of him. Yes. So now, if you want Tarasenko, are you going? Is Everly to Seattle part of that deal to get Tarasenko, or are you just giving think... Everly and then making another trade and losing more assets to get Tarasenko? I think, and again. I, I again what I, I knew, broke the news about there might be there might be a potential trade involved whatever the case may be not concrete enough for me to say that it's happening but there's definitely talks about it so what I'm thinking is two things one they're flipping so if I'm Seattle I take Tarasenko for trade bait you know teams are interested now I think more so again this is just speculation that prior St Louis wanted to trade Tarasenko to the Capitals for Kuznetsov obviously if Tarasenko is taken that trade's not happening. But I could so see Seattle making that same trade with the Capitals to get Kuznetsov because they still want Tarasenko and they might be willing to give up Kuznetsov and something else for him. Because Kuznetsov had his off-ice issues, Tarasenko health, we don't know. But if the Islanders trade Eberle and they give up Komarov or Hickey with that, they clear more cap space. Now, Lamarillo's got something up his sleeve. We never know what it is. He has something up his sleeve. If they clear that cap space, they have a ton. Now, what you do with that cap money, to me, you sign your RFAs, all of them. Sign all of them back. You re-sign Palmieri. You re-sign Zekas because you don't protect Martin and Clutterbuck if you don't think Zekas is coming back. So now I think there's a really, I think there might already be a deal, uh, obviously unwritten and hand shook deal with Zekas and Lamarillo because again you don't protect those two guys if you don't think you have a strong case to sign Zekas. So you bring Zekas back. You have you sign Parise and you have Suter. Suter replaces Letty perfectly. Not a worry. I think Suter's a better defenseman. And yes, Letty had the assists. Mm. Suter's definitely better in his own zone. Did you watch? You know, no, no, he is. He is, yeah. but there's not a huge the upgrade. That he's 36 years old. Yeah, so guess what? You signed Parise and Suter to the same deal. One $1.5 million, one-year deal. You brought How back, much cap you left? I don't know. I can't do math like that. What do you think, what do you think I am? But you have thirty mil, Let's say you have $30 million or close to $30 million in cap space. You're not. You could do it. What do you mean now? Where, where'd you get $30 million? Right now they have twenty. I thought they have eighteen. Okay, 18. And then you lose 5.5. What's that? 23. Okay, then you lose Leo's. That's three. Okay, so you're at 26 million in cap space. Then you lose... You can still get rid of Hickey if he's not included in the Seattle deal. So, uh, but but my main question, which still has not been answered yet... Yes. Is you're creating all this cap space, which is good and jolly. You re-sign everybody back. What the hell are you doing now? Because if you're trading all these people... You're not getting Tarasenko, so you can cross his name off. Because why would you trade Eberle to Seattle to just trade more assets to Seattle? No, to get... saying, th- could that could there be a Tarasenko deal? I, they're going for a big fish now. The question of the big fish signs or not, or the deal goes through, is in the air. But the who's the big are, fish? Yeah, okay. I think top priority is if you're going to go for a big fish, it's Landeskog. Now, I, okay. I think that he goes back to Colorado, but there's a lot of talks that he's really not happy with them. They lowball. They waited too long. Whatever the case. Maybe. So, to me, I think you're going for Landeskog. If that's the case, you have to have around 9 to $10 million in cap because that's what he's asking for, and there will be teams that give it to him. So, okay. my thing is if they're going to go for a big fish, it's Landeskog, but that's not to say that Landeskog is going to sign there. Okay, so Landeskog, to, to play devil's advocate here, yeah. doesn't sign. So, you missed, you don't get Tarasenko, and you miss Landeskog, and now you're sitting with 12 to $15 million, say, in cap space, depending on how much your RFA signed for. Yeah, so I would what say do you do? you're not going to be able to get Eichel. You don't have the assets to what do about that. About Reinhardt, 
Sam Reinhardt is nowhere near the caliber of any of those players. No, you're obviously, but if you lose the premier guys, you're obviously going to go to a second guy. You have the cap space, is what I'm saying. Is, he, to... is Reinhardt a free agent or is Reinhardt a trade piece? I thought he was a UFA. Am I wrong? I mean, I'll look it up right now, but my whole up. thing is that you can't. What do you do with the cap space hearing... if you lose out on all these people? That's what you're saying. What do yeah, you do? So right now, UFAs, right? If you look across the board. Yeah. UFAs, you got Ovechkin, who... Staying in Washington. He's not going anywhere. No. Getzlaff, why would you no. add another old no. piece? Taylor Hall, I think he's going back to Boston. Probably. Could the Islanders pursue him, though? If they clear Definitely. up this cap, sure. Parisi, who you think's going there? I think Krejci's it's a 35. No. No. Paul Stastny, 35. No. Derek Stepan, 31. So now you're not going down the list, and they're not close to the level of player the Islanders are looking okay. for. Okay. So you have Landeskog, at, mm-hmm. who's 28. Yep. You have Jaden Schwartz. You have Thomas Tatar. But other than that, the UFA is so Mike Hoffman. Are they going not... after Mike Hoffman? So I talked about that. I threw that out on Twitter uh, yesterday, and I was I said no one's talking about Hoffman to the Islanders yet. Last postseason, uh, last offseason, excuse me, there were links between the two clubs. He signed a one-year, four million dollar deal with St. Louis, and saw his numbers. I did the math actually. He saw his uh, goals per game and assists per game drop a lot. Now, again, that's with a new team trying to get used to it, but he's not. He's an issue in his own zone. He's a power play specialist. Are you willing to pay 4 or $5 million for someone that's just going to play in the power play and is another guy that's not consistent offensively over the last year and a half? Probably not. But again, you're talking about if they don't get the big fish they want, they're going to have to settle for another guy. My now, whole point is that if they don't get the big fish they want, these yeah. maneuver, maneuverings to, to create cap for themselves was a complete waste. Well, no, because you don't know how much it's going to cost to bring everybody back. At the end of the day, if the Islanders bring back their same club, same club, who knows? Maybe they keep Everly. But let's say they bring back, let's say Palmieri and Everly are canceling each other out. They bring Palmieri back. To me, they have Anders Lee come back. And the biggest key to me, which no one's really talking about, to me is that Oliver Walser needs to play top six minutes. I think he's that good. Oh, I hate that. Why? Because I said this every single minute of last year, and everyone was like, oh, they don't have lines. What do you mean? Uh, I was like, Wallstrom should be on Barzal's wing. Wallstrom no, should be on no. Barzal's wing. Okay, lines, time, minutes, yes. What I'm saying, though, is he's got to play with a guy. If he plays with a guy like Barzal, here at this line, I think this makes too much sense. I don't know why people are overthinking this. Your top line is, if you don't get the Landis guy or whatever, Lee, Barzal, Wallstrom. Let's break it down real quick. Barzal, playmaker. Wallstrom has zero hesitation to let the puck go. Anders Lee's there to bury the rebounds off the Wallstrom shots. It just sounds like a no-brainer to have him play alongside those players. Again, if Lee's not there, why are you shaking your head? Because I said this last year. Oh, but so I'm agreeing with you now. We're, a year later, I'm agreeing. Oh, why didn't I agree with you last time? I, I, I don't know. But it wasn't just you that didn't agree with me. Everyone was like, Wallstrom is fine on the third line because they all play the same about... Ugh. What do, you, what do you mean? Who, oh. Who's who's okay? Paul Mary. Yeah. Top of your head, how much do you think he's making? Oh, I hate that you just put me on the spot like that. I'm not going with numbers. Um, Three years, eighteen million. Okay, so six million a year. Yeah. Six million a year, sure. He's got Travis Zajac. Yeah, you're nice. Zajac's not coming back. He's a Zizekas. What do you think he's making? Um, I know he's getting a pay grade. I'm thinking he's going to get around four or five million a okay. year. Okay. He's so, making what? Two. Well, Gajor just got three point six. Yeah, so I think that Zizekas is – you're close, so, but Zizekas also but Zizekas has also had a bigger contract already. Goudreau was making what? Thousands? Before, He's before probably making deal. a million something. Yeah, so I think Zizekas is, is going to have a higher contract because he's coming off a bigger contract. All right, so let's say – I don't think he's going to get term. I think he's going to do so two, four million per. Deal. Okay, I, so I like four that. million per. Yeah. Dalcole, are you bringing him back? Cheap you bring deal? him back, but he cheap deal, yeah. No, okay. Nothing and then Bovillia. I think Bovillia has to get at least four. I would say probably would five. Say at the minute, I would say between four and six. Okay, say so five, let's say five. 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 Okay. okay, five. So you do that. So that's six, four, and five. That is now fifteen. And then you add Dalcole, say he gets a million dollars. So that's sixteen million. How much is Pellick making? Mm-hmm. I think Pellick has to get at least six. Team friendly. Let's say. Let's say for for argument's sake. Let's say six. Okay. So now you're at twenty two. Okay. So you have four million in cap. You don't even have enough. Sorokin, you have to resign too. Is probably four million a year. 
So they have to make another move then to even get somebody like a Landis God. Which, are we, is, this, is this already Everly off the books, correct? Is this Komarov off the books? Well, I'm basing it off the fact that we did quick math and got to like 26 million. And then yeah. based on the people you have to resign, you think they're all going to get upgrades. Um, it's around 22. So now you're at 24. Okay. So let's say Komarov's gone. Because he's already but, on your roster right now. You have to get rid of him. Let's say the 3 million comes off. Well, that was with all that off. Okay. So the question becomes who. It's tough. It's tough because you have to look at it and. Again, I, can I say what screws you? What screws you is keeping Sezikis. If you really want Landis, Gok, you don't keep Sezikis. Fine. Well, remember what happened with the whole Panarin thing? It was a great, perfect example, Brandon. Way to tee this up for me. The Islanders told Anders Lee, hey, listen, we want to bring you back. Panarin's here. We have to offer him that. And then if he doesn't, if 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 Panarin signs, Lee's probably gone. Obviously, we know what happened. Panarin took less to join the Rangers. Don't blame him at all. Lee signs back. Now Sezikis could be in the same boat. Hey, we really want to sign you. We really want you back. Like don't get me wrong, we want you back. Landeskog's available, and for the franchise, offense has been a big issue for us. We have to go after him. Be on standby. You think that Sezikis is going to test the market anyway, so you have time. And he can come back. He can easily come back. He can take a cheaper deal too. You don't. It's all about we don't. We're not in the player's head. But let's say they say, hey, we're going to go for Landeskog. Now, if they sign Landeskog, right? You have someone you could plug. You could find someone to plug. Richard Panic. I know he's a winger. Could he play center? Probably. Could Komarov play center? Like, you look at those small guys. Koivula could probably play center too if he doesn't get taken by Seattle. There's options. Sarnik. You have guys you could plug in there. But again, your fourth line's not going to be as good. But you have Lannisgog. Now, if Lannisgog doesn't sign, you go and get Sezikis. You bring back the same team. You also have to look at it this way. The last two t- seasons, there was a strong chance the Islanders could have been in back-to-back Stanley Cup finals and won both if they don't have to go through Tampa. Is that a fair, reasonable thing to say? Very, but there was also shorter games, and you're losing people from those teams. And you also had a flat cap. Now... You still have a flat cap. Yes. I'm saying after this year, though, it should go up with the TV rights and everything. But before you continue, I just want to preface this by saying... To those watching, before you jump down our throats, if our math's incorrect, I drew circles on my geometry region in eighth grade because I didn't know math. So <laughs> please do not judge us based on that. If it's wrong, just comment. Let us know it's wrong, and we'll answer you on social media with the correct responses. But based on what we've come to the conclusion, did you look? By the way, did you, when you looked at the money, did you inc- you looked on? Um, cap I just before. looked at who was free. And based on what we had talked about before with the contracts, you said we said there were eighteen million in cap space. If you lose Eberly and you lose Komarov, you're at twenty six. So then I just did twenty six, subtracting the twenty to twenty two that you're gonna have to pay these RFAs and you're at four to six million in cap space. Yeah, I mean, again, math definitely not our strong suit. We didn't have to take a math class in college. Oh no, we did take a math class in college, Brendan, we did terrible. What statistics? <laughs> I hope that, that, was, that was at the class. I don't know. I tried to pass statistics, but that, oh, but was, wasn't, that was tough. Let's let's preface that with it was not sports statistics. This was a very freaking hard statistics class that I think like half the class failed. It was it was brutal. We're um, not the swiftest. They're sharper no. knives in the draw. Can we come up with any more analogies? I'm, I'm a butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fired up butter knife. Um, Can't even cut a Ziploc bag open. I can't even cut a zip. I can't figure out how to open a Ziploc bag, Brendan. That's where we're at right now. All right. You know how hard it is sometimes to close those things? Not not the ones that stick, but the ones that that like have the zip because they just break if you go too far this way. And so like whenever I curl more than five pounds at the gym, I'm feeling strong as hell, and I just – and next thing you know, the whole Ziploc's broken. I got to fold these things up. So we got beef, Ziploc. Yeah, you probably should add them on Twitter. Like I added act- Nissan like, at work. Yeah, I know you added Nissan. <laughs> that was hysterical. I, you see my uh, GIF on that? They still screw me. I still have no AC in my check London engine lights on. Ugh, Nissan, man. I had Honda. Honda's been terrible. So you know what I think the best company is to go with to move around from one place to another? Razor Scooter? Amish. Uh, that's not a company. That's a people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm saying, you know, the horse. You ever see a horse break down on the side of the road? Might need a break for no, water. No, but do you remember when we were going to a hockey tournament uh, and the horse was not... in the road? And oh, you honked like an absolute a-hole? <laughs> we, we had a place to be. We had a game in a couple hours and we needed some coffee I and some bananas. 
for those that are on TikTok or Instagram, there was a video of someone driving past a horse and buggy. Is that even a horse and carriage? And he's like, yo, how much horsepower you got? And the guy goes, he's like on the horse. He goes, one. And this guy <laughs> laughing and keeps driving. I mean. Listen, uh, I, I have nothing against the guy, right? Like if it was me personally, I think you want to get in a car that's a little faster. But if you want to do that, do that. But when I'm driving behind you, like this is a horse, you know this guy can walk in grass, right? So get out of the road. Let me go, or at least pull over for two seconds. You don't have bike lanes. You know, they should have. <laughs> no, you know they have bike lanes. Obviously, you got horse should... buggy lanes in New York City. Well, no, not New York City. Where, where the Amish are, like just build those sides. Those make them a little bigger than bikes because horses and the carriage are a little bigger. But have lanes like that. Why would you not do that? They only have one lane on each side of the road in those types of locations. Why? They have so much land. Uh, don't ask me that. But I, we had a game, man, and I just was not going like, to – what are we going to say to the league that we missed our start time because we were polite to the horse and buggy? You can't even talk to the ECRHA. It's not even like a – it started talking. Murphy cleaning his hair. Anyway, we have an interview, Brendan, to get to. We should. Yeah, so see. if you were wondering where all the Rangers talk is – it's coming up now in our interview with our buddy Kyle Hall. We we dive into a lot of things ranging from Buchnevich and Strom and even Georgiev trade rumors to the Goudreau signing to what's going to happen in tomorrow's expansion draft, which will carry Price down in New Jersey. We don't know. It's going to be interesting, will right? Carry Price down in New Jersey. Don a new Don a New Jersey. Oh, I was about to Don, say he, Don. Yeah. not sign. Well, he might sign it if he drafts it and then auction it off, but. Did you see his wife put a, something up about how uh, her DMs have been interesting and it'll all be... She said, guys, don't worry. You'll all understand it soon. My whole thing with it before we go to the hall is that it's it's not just... It didn't just happen that he they announced his surgery the day after the news broke that he was waving his... Yeah, that's bull. No, of course not. So obviously they're trying to mess with Seattle and give Seattle a reason not to take him. Now, I think the reason he signed off on that is because he knows he's hurt. He can miss all of next year. I don't think Seattle. I think Seattle stays away now. I just think there's no way you go for him now because if he's hurt, he's out the whole season. You'd rather go and get somebody else. We already know NRD told us that Drieger's going. That news is going to break. Might break before this episode even comes out on air because their talk is that they're really close on a deal. NRD did say it on a show months ago. He did say it again um, last week on our episode. So if if I'm Seattle, you stay away from Kelly Price, but you definitely take Tarasenko and flip him if you don't want him. That, I just that thought is, that was so dramatic. What his wife said? Yeah. This isn't Shawshank Redemption. You, you'll you find out what's coming. Hey, come on. He either gets taken or he doesn't. He's not getting... I just don't think he's getting taken anymore. A week ago or a couple of days ago, you're. how do you not take Carey Price? It's like a gift from God after you see that... You know, not, goalies of that caliber, I know how you feel about Carey Price, Brendan. I get it. No, I would take him. Oh, great. Okay, cool. You're great. That's great. I would take, take him, him a as a, I would take him as... Forget the hockey relevance on ice when you're building a franchise and you're starting from scratch you want a brand name i can't think of you another want a brand place name, that's true but you also getting a goaltender in this market but they have draft? they have four options like look this is one scenario right. it's not vegas now okay you know Drigger's coming as the backup that's my mindset he's not you starting can get holby you can get bishop and you can get price you know how i feel about two of the three you just mentioned okay so all three have injury concerns Right, I mean, uh, but, I would just say hope he sucks. What's injury? With that, that, that's just, true. He does just stink. Yeah. All right, hold on. All right. What Bishop? about Capo Kakinen? Yeah. So okay, let's say they take Capo Kakinen. You're probably taking. Can I? They're going to take three goalies, or no? You would they to, do that? Minimum flip of one? three. Have to take three. Yeah. So what? To me, if, if Cap is off the table, you take Bishop Drieger. And Kakanen. Uh, so to me, I think Bishop's very overrated, but his stats prove when he's healthy, he's elite. So if you had him and Drieger as your, you know, first off, you know Bishop's going to get hurt. So you have him, Drieger, and then you have a third. You could really keep Kakanen and put him in the minors. I don't think they want to do that and just be on standby for when Bishop gets hurt. Or you move one of those goalies after because teams need goalies. Teams need guys. And with injury concerns and stuff, you could probably trade that, you know, the way it works out. But. Price is also from British Columbia, and I'm I'm pretty sure like I don't think played some type of hockey in Seattle. Okay, so did Barzal. We know how you feel about him going there later in his. That's career. a different scenario. One's protected, one's not. 
I think Kai Price is staying, and after this injury concern, he's definitely staying with. Uh, that's why they're that's why they're exposing him because they know for a fact Seattle is not touching a goalie of that caliber who's had down regular season numbers. Great, he showed up in the postseason. Seattle's got to get there first. You got you need a good regular season. If he's if willing he, to waive his no movement clause for the Canadian's sake, if you're Seattle, why wouldn't you take him? You have the ability eat five million of his cap, have him waive his no movement again before he signs, moves there, so that way there's no family concerns, and move him to a team that needs a goaltender at $5 million a year. I just personally didn't understand why Montreal protected um, Allen. He's the better goalie. You think he's the better goalie now? Based on the last three years, yes. Well, you look at it, though. Jake Allen had a bad year when Bennington took over, and he lost his starting job. After that, Jake Allen's been great. Limited minutes. He's but it wasn't backup. that limited last year. I guess, yeah. Price was Price was, he was hurt. Good. He was good. Now, the question is, does Montreal have a year like they had this? I guess you can't even say they had a great year. They just they made it in a division where, you know. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. think Price is the goalie he once was. So oh, of course he's that's not. That's why you're – but they're also banking on, like you said, they're not going to take that contract. But if I'm Seattle, why wouldn't I take that contract and you can get a price? Flurry wasn't that good the year before Vegas took him. Yeah, no, you're right. In fact, and he then, was so bad that they decided to protect Matt Murray over him. Well, Matt Murray got left unprotected too well. Uh, too, also, so yeah, but very, no very one would touch that guy with a ten foot pole. So I, it's, it is. Let's, what it is. But, let's go to our interview with Kyle Hall, and I hope you enjoy it because there's a lot of good Rangers talk there. And by the time we speak with you again, Carey Price will be wearing a Seattle Kraken jersey. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. We will now like to welcome Kyle Hall, host of the Broadway Hat Podcast, to our show here at the Back Check. Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. Glad you could be on. How are you doing today? Ah, doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's always great to talk to you on the Belly Up Sports Podcast. That's doing fantastic and getting some big time guests on. Um, you know, you guys are doing great, and uh, it's great to have another show that covers the Rangers and Islanders as well on the network. Uh, so people just don't yell at me. Yeah, definitely. And I got to give you some kudos. I saw that you had reached uh, top 20 all time, I think it was. In yeah, podcast. thanks. And you guys were top five this week, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, so. I mean, your guest, I mean, Trader, I mean, everyone just loves him on Twitter. I feel like anything he says, people just run away with, which is probably good and bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was a huge guest for you guys. Uh, so congrats on that. Yeah, thank you. And same to you as well for the guests that you've been getting on. Great show. If you haven't checked it out yet, definitely do so. The Broadway Hat Podcast. So jumping right into things, obviously the Rangers made a splash. People were going on them on Twitter. They're, hey, you haven't made a move yet, Drury. You're sleeping right now. And then post that 3 o'clock trade freeze, they pull off a couple of trades. The biggest one was obviously the acquisition of Barkley Goodrow. So just your thoughts on that acquisition, what he brings to the team, and, and how that big body might help him out. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I, I tweeted it right away. I love the move. Uh, he's a guy who I've been talking about on the podcast, off the podcast in general and in life. I feel like I just like, like Barkley Goodrow is a guy you need on your yep. team. Um, looking at that, like, I feel like I watched the Stanley Cup just closer this year just because we're covering the sport, uh, you know. So, and he's a guy, him and Blake Coleman were two guys that I've been kind of circling for the Rangers um, for this upcoming post uh, offseason. So I watched him a lot uh, and I mean, he blocked, I think it was like three Shea Weber shots that were over 100 miles an hour. Um, John Cooper had an interview after the cup win, 
And uh, it was a great line that he's like, these guys are warriors. He's like, who in their right mind would stand in front of a Shea Weber shot? And he's like, Barkley Goodrow would crazy man. And like, he like walked <laughs> away. Um, so I was clipping some of his stuff. Uh, yes. Last night. Cause I wanted to kind of put together a little bit of like a highlight reel for him to get the Ranger fans a little excited and show them that he's more than just a fighter. Cause I feel like that's what people kind of know him as. Um, he's had a bunch of like really big like, knockout fights. You know, he knocks a guy out or, you know, whatever. Um, but he's got some hands. He's got some offensibility. He scored, um, you know, the, the series clinching game seven goal when he was with San Jose against Vegas to uh, knock out, hopefully, uh, his new head coach, uh, Gerald Gallant, when he was at Vegas and essentially that's his firing. Um, but he scored a really nice goal there to win in game seven. He scored a couple of really nice breakaway goals the last two years for Tampa. Um, so he's not just a fighter. He's got some skill. Um, and like I, I, I would compare him almost to a, a better offensive Brendan Pruss where he can play. He's not just a goon out there, but I think he's got a higher offensive ceiling than Pruss did. Yeah, he definitely will not be out of place amongst all those skilled guys that the Rangers currently possess. And yeah, I mean, you, you did mention that, you know, if he's under the new head coach and the reason you said that is because he is still a UFA, he has not been signed yet. And that's now the next level of Rangers Twitter that they are going nuts on is what's going to be his contract. You see a lot of different things in a perfect world. Like I, I believe it would be three by three, but it doesn't look like that might be the case. He wants longer term, which you're going to discuss. And yeah, uh, he might be a little more valuable than 3 million. Uh, I know the Rangers have a history of backloading or bonus loading contracts. A la Artemi Panarin, a lot of his contracts paid out up front. So that could be something that they try to accomplish here. But what are you thinking in returns to a Goudreau contract? Yeah, it's it seems like his agent has kind of, which is great. I love when the agents just start, like, you know, kind of like yeah. put something out there, kind of leak it out there. Like, oh, yeah, it'd be real shame if this got out there, everyone. Um, but it seems like uh, his agent has said or has told Tampa before that he wanted a six-year deal, which kind of led to Tampa looking to move him uh, and move his rights. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be a six-year deal per se, but I do think um, he is looking for term. It seems like a lot of guys this offseason are looking for term. Look at Nugent Hopkins took a longer term deal, maybe a little less money. Um, I, if it is a six year deal, it's a long time and he's 28. Yeah, it's a long term deal. And you have a lot of, you know, you have Truba under, you have Panarin under, you have Kreider under. So you got a lot of guys who are, are on the longer term deals right now. Um, but if it's like a 3.2 or 3.5 million, you know, that's not a bad cap hit, um, and, and you need a guy like him on this roster right now. You need someone that can protect Panera from having a Wilson incident again. You know, uh, these young kids, you know, Lafreniere and Kako, they're, they're skill players that like, need room to operate, and, you know, he's a guy that someone's got to answer the bell, and if they do go take a run at a kid like that. So um, he's not just an enforcer. He can play, which I think is super important because – he, he could actually take shifts. So when you do pay someone like that, it's not going to be paying him for the five minutes he's going to go out there and fight someone. Yep. You're paying him to pay to play 14, 15 minutes. He could play center. He could play right wing. Um, you know, looks, you know, Kevin Rooney looks like he's going to be slotted into the fourth line center now. So, you know, Goudreau, it, does he play like a third line wing center combination, depending on what happens with Heedle? But um, I think you have to lock him. You have to get a guy like that. And if you have to overpay for him, most likely, like you said, they'll front load it because the contracts that are going to be coming up um, the next couple of years with Fox and Sabanja needing extensions and everything else. Um, but, I mean, he's gone toe-to-toe with Tom Wilson the last two postseasons. Um, I'm sorry, with uh, Matt Martin the last two postseasons. Like, they have a little bit of a rivalry going on. They dropped the gloves a couple times. He, you just need a guy like that in your lineup. He's played 65 playoff games in the last four seasons. Uh, between the run with San Jose to the Western Conference Finals and two Stanley Cups now with Tampa. So, I mean, the guy, you look for a leader in the locker room. You're looking for someone who can fill that role. I mean, what else, what other box does this guy need to check? I mean, that's what they need. Exactly. And I think that uh, watching the Stanley Cup final, he was very noticeable on the forecheck, which is something that the Rangers and their younger guys tend to lack a little bit. They go into some inconsistency uh, spells when it comes to how consistent they are on the forecheck. So he will definitely bring that element to their team. And a six-year contract takes him to age 34, in which yeah. case somebody that you mentioned is blocking Shea Weber's sides. That, that might take a toll on those legs and body, and you're not necessarily sold on it, but they do need that element. So The only I'll, good thing is if you do come in that lower range of salary, it could be a, a contract you can move possibly at, you know, I don't know. But yeah, it is a long-term deal for a guy who plays a rugged type style game. 
It definitely is. And uh, one of my buddies, Tom Castro over at the Hockey Writers, he threw this out to me and, and all of the writers over there and said, what if now they go out and make a move and try to acquire Ryan Reeves from Vegas? Played under Gallant. Gallant values him. And now you could put Reeves on the left and Goudreau on the right. And Rooney obviously slots into the middle now that they protected him. So that you, you talk about switching over your mantra of your team. And if it doesn't take me long to look at the 2012 Rangers, say, and, and the fourth line that they had there when they were going out with Rob Pruss. They had Asham at one point, Colton Orr when they were good. And they were winning games. And now they have more skill than they had on those teams as well to protect. So it might not be a bad move trying to, to kick the tires on Ryan Reeves. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I mean, yeah, that would switch. I mean, the identity of the team would would turn in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. I mean, you have two guys that, and even on the, on defense, you know, a, a healthy Jacob Truba is also a very physical player. Ryan Lingrid's a physical player. Um, so it's not like, I see a lot of people say like the Rangers defense is soft just because, you know, they have Fox back there. I mean, yeah, Fox isn't going to go out and, and pummel anyone, but I mean, you do have guys back there that can protect, you know, them as well. But, uh, you know, you're going to lose a Brendan Smith most likely. I don't think he's going to come back if he does. It'll be in a very limited seventh defenseman role. And he kind of played that, um, you know, kind of enforcer. But Kevin Rooney led the team in penalty and uh, fighting majors this year. So he's a guy that doesn't back down anyone either, even though he doesn't really look like an enforcer or play like an enforcer. He's a guy who will stand up for teammates too. So, um, yeah, if you build out a fourth line of guys who can skate, and I mean, Reeves is a little bit more of a, an enforcer than Goudreau yeah. is where he can actually, you know, play and, and ship it offensively Reeves will bank a shot in off someone every once in a while but uh, <laughs> uh but yeah I mean if you just kind of set your fourth line with those three guys and I, I think the important thing is if you do bring in a Ryan Reeves you probably have to keep uh, a Buchnevich just because you're gonna lose that fourth line penalty killer that you would normally have um, and if Colin Blackwell does get selected by uh, Seattle in the expansion draft you're gonna lose another special teams player that way too. So that's the only thing in my head that I'm thinking about with the Reeves thing is that you kind of lose um, possibly a penalty killer um, just because, you know, Panarin's like killing penalties. Um, you know, Kreider, Kreider did actually an okay job killing penalties this year too. But um, but when you look at those bottom six roles, you kind of hope that they will add something to uh, a special team. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I guess that kind of segues into the next point. So I've been on record. I said a long time ago that Julian Godier was going to be the guy that gets taken by Seattle. Uh, looks like after the how to move to Vegas, it's either going to be him or Blackwell. Mm -hmm. So if you had to pick one, which player do you think winds up wearing a Kraken jersey next season? Oh, man. Um, I mean, Julian Godier was drafted by Ron Francis in 2016 as a first round pick. So I think there is a huge connection there. Now, Colin Blackwell is a very versatile player, can play up and down the lineup, can play. He played both special teams, played really well for Team USA at the World Championships. So kind of showcase himself there. Um, you know, he's on a really cheap deal right now. I mean, Godier is too, but you know, Blackwell's on a, you know, a I think it's like a 920 deal or nine, you know, whatever he's on. Um, which stinks the Rangers. He's a great guy to have in the lineup at a low, low cost, but um, you know, if Seattle's looking to compete, I think it really depends on what philosophy they're taking. If they're going to go out and get a carry price and say, listen, we're going to be like Vegas. We're going to try to go for a cup run season one, which I don't think was Vegas's intention. I think they just kind of got hot as a team and it came together for them. But I think Seattle might be pressured a little bit and saying like, listen, Vegas has came out right out of the gate and was super successful. We want to go and take veterans right away. Then Blackwell is going to be the pick. If they're like, we're going to be smart about it, we're going to take some young players, develop some players. You know, we have kind of like when Vegas said, like we have a six-year plan, which kind of got sped up right away. If Seattle takes that same six-year plan, I think Godier is going to be the play because of his young talent. But watch it be like Potato or something and like be <laughs> totally thrown off or Kincaid. Um, and I think, by the way, Kincaid's going to play a big role in this offseason, I think, for the Rangers because of all the trade rumors that have already all of a sudden sparked about uh, Gorgiev uh, and uh, Drew won a first-round pick from. I think Aiden Hill just got traded this weekend for a second-round yeah. pick, so maybe it's not crazy of him to ask for a first-round pick. Um, but uh, a, a few of the draft people that I've reached out to and asked, I have two draft analysts on the show this week, Adam Kilman and uh, Steve Koyanos of 
the draft analysts, they both do awesome job. Uh, Adam Kilman's with the NHL.com. But yeah. um, we were kind of talking about like moving up in the draft and they're like, you know, the Rangers have a lot of assets to move. They want to get back in because some kids might fall. Some kids, you know, might not, you know, might be there for who they think because of this weird year of scouting. Um, it could be all over the, you know, ratings for teams could be all over the place. So if there's a kid that you have top 10 and he's sitting there at, you know, 35, you know, the Rangers have a lot of assets to move up. And is that where maybe a Gorgiev comes into play? If a team like Toronto or someone is sitting there and as a kid that you want, and you know, they're after Gorgiev, like, can you package him for that pick? Um, and having Kincaid not get selected in the expansion draft leaves you with a veteran backup for next year at a really, you know, a, a low deal as well. Whereas Gorgia is making 2.5 million as a backup, which is pretty significant, especially if you're going to bring in a good row uh, and probably another free agent or two and re-sign a uh, Nevich, you're going to need a little bit more cap space. Yeah, definitely. So before we dive into the trade rumors that surround the Rangers a little bit, I do just want to finish up on the Gordia versus Blackwell thing. And mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the the key is Blackwell makes he makes seven twenty five a thousand, right? So nothing. And yeah. Godier is under contract for one year, making seven seventy five. So the contracts really are comparable. And the only thing is that after the end of the season, one will be a UFA in Blackwell, the other will be an RFA. So when you look at who they have available to them in Seattle, if they do go after a price, or they do go after a Tarasenko, or they do try to take on an, a bigger name that might be a UFA down the road. I would think the controllable asset might be a little more attractive to him. And that's why I lean Julian Godier. But hey, if they wound up taking Potato, I think that sets the Rangers up perfectly because then you can afford to keep Blackwell and have yeah. get, get a Reeves. And- I, mean, I hate to say it's my, that's my guy, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it sets them up really nicely to even use Godier possibly. It's also, the, you know, we'll get in the rumors, but he was apparently a name thrown into rumors on Saturday too that there was apparently a deal with his name and it. I don't know if it was like him or Howden was like interchangeable name. Like I'm not too sure what that was, yeah. but uh, apparently he was a name that was thrown in there. And you knew that kind of when he signed the extension that um, he was, it was for the purposes of either to be moved or um, to be put in the expansion draft. But right. I, yeah, I think, I mean, personally for as a Ranger fan, I mean, everyone just kind of yelled about go the entire season about why Quinn didn't play him. Like, you know, he's big size. He he showed like little like glimpses of really nice, you know, plays and stuff. But I mean, the Rangers are turning the corner now. I think you want Colin Blackwell on this team for this next season. I, I would think he's more valuable right now for the Rangers. But um, like, I'm not going to lose sleep if we lose Julian Gauthier. I'd be a little bit more upset. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If we lost Colin Blackwell. Yeah, I think that the Rangers are still sitting in a great spot because the fact that we're talking about who they might lose and it's two players yeah. making less than $800,000. <laughs> yeah. In comparison, they're they're sitting pretty this expansion draft. Yeah, I see a lot of people start to give uh, Jeff Gordon some props. They're like, Let's just talk about how Oscar Lindbergh was the guy we lost to Vegas and he's now back in the KHL. Didn't even like last, I think, a season and a half in Vegas. Yep. And now we're arguing if like, Colin Blackwell, who we picked up like last minute, last offseason, or, you know, Julian Gauthier, who played what, like 15 games this year, yep. are going to be like the guys who could be taken. Like, it's a pretty good problem to have. Like, all these other teams, like, worried about, like, you know, like the Leafs are going to lose, like, a really good player. Um, so it is a good problem. Like, the Caps have a lot of guys that are out there. Uh, Vidic yep. Vanek, I think, they didn't get, didn't get uh, protected. Carl Hagelin didn't get protected. Um, who was the, uh, Dylan, the defenseman. So, like, they're going to yeah, lose another, they're going to lose a good Brendan Dillon. I mean, they're going to lose a good player, too. So, I mean, the Rangers are in a very good spot with this. Yeah. And then, then you have Tampa Bay, who basically has an all star team that's left unprotected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Gord, they got Pilot, I mean, Johnson. Yeah. Tampa's I mean, basically like, help us out. Pick one and take five million <laughs> off our cap, please. I've, I have personally never seen a, a situation where they are. Uh, now, I, based on what Tampa Bay does, I have the feeling that they'll work out something that. Seattle will wind up taking Johnson, who's probably the worst player out of that group and the heaviest payroll, of course. But 
I mean, you got Palat who looked dominant. You got Gord who looked impactful the postseason just sitting there. And either way, they lose $5 million off their cap. So I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be too upset with who they lose, but you don't want to lose somebody of that talent. So John Shannon, when he was on the show, we were talking about the expansion draft and what kind of impact we can see on it. And he brought up uh, Florida basically sending the two guys to Vegas um, uh Marcus because of con- Smith, March, yep. yeah, and they kind of turned into that first line for Vegas. So he was like, "Wouldn't you know?" We were and we were talking off, you know, we're like, "Oh, you know, off the air." I'm like, "What do you think about Tampa doing that?" And he's like, "Oh, that's a team that could definitely do that." So I can kind of see Tampa doing a deal like, "Hey, we'll send you these two guys. You know, you got to take one, and we'll trade you one or whatever uh, for cap relief, and we'll send you, you know, a pick or whatever." I can see them doing that. And all of a sudden, like you know, Gordon. Johnson, like you know, are the second line in Seattle, and they kind of take off out there. I can see that same kind of thing happening this year. Yeah, uh, if there was one team that you could pick, it, it would be Tampa Bay that has to figure out how yeah. to maneuver around that. And the crazy, the crazy thing about Tampa is too that I see them like, oh yeah, if uh, Langeskong is on the market, Tampa's gonna make a run at them. How they can make a run at any free agent? They have no money. I don't, I don't understand how they can be in any free agent talk. Yep. I don't get it. I don't they, get it. They I were 18 get, million over the cap. So. I just don't get the salary cap, I guess, because I, I see negative 18 and I'm like, okay, so you have all these guys that need to come on a term and you want to add. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe they got to put someone else on long-term IR again, but I don't know. That seems to be the only way, unless they're willing to part with somebody like a stamp ghost and get him to waive his no movement. I don't see how that's even possible because Seattle yeah. can only take one unless a deal's worked out. And yeah, 18 minus five is not zero. Uh, I, last time I checked, that's that's math for you. Exactly. And I wasn't that good at it, but I, I still know that. So <laughs> long uh, island educations, we still got through. <laughs> exactly. We, we managed. But uh, <laughs> moving on to the rumors now, a couple of names that have been thrown out are Buchnevich, Strom. You mentioned Georgiev already. Uh, there was actually a, a rumor that was circling said Buchnevich was offered for Bo Horvat. Yeah, I, uh, I talked to a couple people that said that wasn't really something that they heard, so I'm not really sure what the merit is there. But his name, nonetheless, is circling. So if you had to pick between Buchnevich or Strom, do you think that one, both, or you know, which one do you think might get moved? Um, hmm, I personally. I think Strom gets moved before Booch does because I think the Rangers have another move planned afterwards. I have been saying for the last two years, I don't think the Rangers organization is set on Ryan Strom being the future. They would have given him an extension by now if they had it. They shopped him all last season. They shopped him during the draft all through day one and day two, all day long. Every two minutes, there was like, oh, Ryan Strom is uh, this team, Ryan Strom this team. After a while, when you hear that as a player, you have to think like, okay, you know, maybe they don't want me. And then he resigned for that two-year deal, the bridge deal. And that what that told me was like, we're giving you a two-year deal because, and they waited forever to do it too. You know, it, it, I think it went after D'Angelo's deal, which they waited forever too. Um, but that kind of told me like, hey, we're giving you a two-year deal basically so we can move you, um, but we're gonna give you some kind of stability for another year. And they gave him a nice. Con- I mean, it was a four, it was a four point five, whatever he's making. So I mean, it's yeah, a good, that, yeah. yeah, it's a good deal for him. But just when I saw the two years and the bridge deal, I'm like, okay, they're probably doing this so they can move him again. And, and it comes to now this off season, like you kind of got to do. This is when you got to deal him. Like this is the time to trade him. His his value will never be as high as it is now. Um, you know, he's played exceptionally well with Panarin the last two years. Now is Panarin a guy who? I mean, we've heard from the rumors that have come out that he basically walked into David Quinn's office and said, I don't want to play with um, uh, Kako. I want to play with Blackwell. And that's why Quinn played Blackwell a ton on that second line over Kako. If he had, if Panarin can walk into Chris Drury's office and say, I do not want another center. I want Ryan Strom. Then Ryan Strom stays. I don't know what kind of influence Panarin has on that. If he has said that or not, but um I just think that the value you can get for Strom now is you'll never get it again. And probably the same for Buchnevich too, but I think Buch, uh, I don't know. I, I think Buch, I think they see more of a future of Buchnevich. I think he's a guy that's come up through the organization. I think a lot of people just love him in that organization as a whole. Um, and he's taken such huge steps um, just from a, his entire game. He's got a 200-foot game now. Um, now the other thing is Ryan Strom, which I've, 
now found out through a few players on the team that I've talked to is a huge locker room guy, though. Yep. He's apparently the funniest guy on the team. Um, you know, he was a guy who a lot of guys were really impressed with in the Capitals game for him dropping the gloves um, because he's a guy, you know, he will drop the gloves. He can, but he, obviously it's not a huge part of his game. And for him to do that as like the fifth fight of the night, like he didn't need to do that. And he did that. And, and you saw the next game against Boston, he was wearing an A with all those guys out on injury. So, you know, that kind of spoke volumes to me too. I brought that up um, in a conversation. I was like, what do you think about that? And he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, they're like, yeah, he, he's a kind of guy that like everyone loves on that team. So, and I think, you know, Booch having the captain happy nickname, he's kind of like a kind of character on that team too, that people love. So it's, it's really tough to kind of think about those, one of those two guys getting moved. But if I had my money on the moving someone, I would probably be Strom right now. So I, I agree that it's, it's going to be a tough move because you mentioned Strom's locker room presence. Bushnevich seems to have a good one as well. But when I look at Strom and how well he's meshed with Panarin and, you can't just have a, a bunch of young guys on this team. You need to have those older guys around. Yeah. And he's flexible. Like when I look at that roster, if they were to acquire somebody where he's not part of that trade that plays center and he could slot down to three, he can move up to one if need be. I think he's got some flexibility, whereas Buchnevich is going to be coming up on a new contract. And it's, it's very difficult, but based on who they're getting back, I think is going to be who moves. I don't think that Buffalo is going to want strong. I think no. I think I think Booch is the one that would go to Buffalo. But Correct. again, like apparently the team that's hot and heavy on Strom is Ottawa. That's yeah. the new big rumor. And I talked about on the podcast this week. Who that? Who do you get back from Ottawa? Like who? Who's a difference maker for you right now on the Ottawa team other than Kachuk? And that's only well, if he. That's only if Brady wants out of Ottawa, which he he said he kind of did earlier. But then he kind of backtracked. Both brothers did, and they both were kind of like, oh, you know, and again. They're kids from St. Louis. They're up in Canada. They're probably not getting the exposure that they want in the States. So maybe they do want to move to a obviously original six team. It would be a, a huge move for them um, yep. just marketing wise. But it, I know they're not the same player. Stroman could chuck. You're not getting them straight up. But when you look at that team, I mean, what other players are you really going to focus? They're not trading. They're I not trading. Like Josh Norris. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a name that I like because he is a center. He's young. He's controllable. And do you think they'd move him? I don't think they would move him. I don't know. I, I, I doesn't to me that is not a fit because all the assets that they would be looking to trade, either the Rangers won't want or need, yeah. or they won't be willing to trade the players that the Rangers need for somebody like a Strom who's going to come off a contract next season. So, uh, I when I saw because I, I saw that they were interested too, and I'm like, huh, that doesn't make a ton. Of I sense. was trying to figure. Yeah, I was. I was literally looking at the Ottawa roster. I'm like, who the hell do I want right now? And I'm like looking at. It, I'm like. I kept on this going. I'm like, I, I guess it's Kachuk. I don't know. I, I, I it was so confusing to me. Um, but then again, you look at like when they acquired um, Strom. You know, he had the first round pedigree. He was struggling up in Edmonton, and they got rid of my guy Ryan Spooner, who was on the show. He talked about yep. he talked about going to Ottawa uh, to uh, Edmonton, not very fondly. But um, he's like, the deal worked out really well for you guys. You know, it's kind of tough talking about it, but. Um, you know, you move them for a Ryan Spooner and then you you hopefully flip him for a huge asset. So, you know, a lot of people give Jeff Gordon a hard time about some of the moves he made, but that was a, that was a huge deal that he did. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how this would work cap wise, but if they were able to somehow get a Thomas Shabbat, maybe. And then, yeah, because yeah, he I, makes eight million and he's under contract for a little bit. So you got the stability there. You could put him alongside anybody really on that D group. And as you, you kind of got to move out true by then. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, Shabbat's got a little more upside, I would think. <laughs> than, no, than yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying not to do it because of Truba. I'm saying you need to get rid of Truba. Take that on. That's like yeah. the Oliver Ekman Larson uh, rumors early in the offseason. Like, oh, the Rangers might be interested. Like, where the hell did they get put him with? You know, he's under a huge contract deal too. I think seven years left. Yeah. Um. So it's like, okay, I guess Truba would go back to Arizona in that deal. So you know, I Truba's contract's big. You know, and all the rumors of him possibly being named captain coming up. Yeah, obviously, uh, he's a guy who they talked about leadership wise too in the locker room. Um, you know, really took a big step forward this year, which was weird because the year before they kept on saying how quiet he was and how you know, he was an assistant captain for Winnipeg. And um, like one of the things that they kind of like talked about was his leadership qualities when he came over here as a young player. And like people were concerned. Like it seemed like, you know, 
that's when the media was a lot in the locker room and people were like writing but like oh we're really concerned like jacob true was really quiet he's really didn't adjust to new york right away really well yeah um so i guess like you know this year you know no one's in the locker room you're really not getting the inside like information from reporters you're like kind of like hoping that players kind of leak it out which is really tough because no one really does that um and if they do do it it's off the record or whatever else so it's like oh i heard from someone so you can't like drop a name or anything um but like i don't think they'll move him because he's kind of like i think they view him as a future guy yeah it definitely is something that is going to be interesting to see how it pans out and we got the expansion draft on wednesday the free agency kicks off on the 28th. The Rangers also have the NHL draft coming up where they have the 15th overall pick. What are they going to do with that? So the next month, there's not going to be any game action, but there certainly will be a lot of action behind the scenes, especially for the New York Rangers. Kyle, thank you for joining us again. If you haven't yet, please check out the Broadway Hat podcast on the Belly Up Sports Network. You're not going to be disappointed at all. Um, and we're going to be talking again later on on a different show. So we'll be yeah. giving our Seattle Kraken expansion draft picks there as well. You got all my notes ready for that. I'm ready to go. I'm ready <laughs> so to go. I, I just finished up doing two draft uh, interviews. So I got like we covered like 25 to 30 draft picks that the Rangers could possibly take. So they don't take one of these guys. Like I don't know. Like I, I'm just trying to get people's names out there. So this way, when they get taken, like you have some type of a background information. Like All right. Like. I have a sentence about this guy, you know yep. what I mean? So like you can, you know, it. so it's a really exciting time. I mean, it was like trade, uh, trade deadline day on Saturday with all the deals that were going on. And it was beautiful. Now it's like a, after the Stanley cup, it was like a 19 day, like marathon run here that we're on for like NHL coverage. It's the hottest July ever in, uh, in rain in uh, NHL land. So it's great. Yeah, the one good thing that the pandemic brought us in hockey terms <laughs> was a July <laughs> of action. This crazy compressed schedule. Yeah. Yep. But again, we will if we will tweet out the information from the back check account for that show later on. You can check us both out there. And again, Kyle, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, buddy. The back check is your one-stop shop for NHL news and all things Rangers and Islanders. Thanks for sticking with us for this edition of the back check. Follow the show on social media at backcheckpod. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 